Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life. Hi, and a very warm welcome from me, your host, Phil Parker, to this episode 83 of Essential Skills of NLP. And today we're going to be talking about difficult people and relationships with them, narcissism and Greek mythology. Well, that sounds interesting, you may say. (laughs) That sounds like quite a lot to take in, and it is, but it's very important stuff. And one of the core things that will cause us problems is relationships. Lack of them, ones that aren't fulfilling, ones that don't work, ones that we want but we can't have, or being alone. They're very, very common. And because of the complexity of interacting with the most complicated thing in the world, another human being, there are so many ways that we can get into trouble. But today we're going to focus on relationships that don't work very well because the people that we're in relationship with aren't very good at being in relationships. So where do we begin? Well, let's begin with Narcissus. Narcissus uh, was a famous story told by the Greeks about a young boy who was so beautiful. But not only was he beautiful, he was very aloof. He didn't respond to anybody's affections. He was separate from everyone. So no matter how many compliments he got or advances he got, he just spurned everybody and ignored them. According to the myths, this came to the attentions of the gods. And this idea of being aloof, which they called hubris, the idea of spurning people, of not treating people with respect, was an offence to the gods. And one of the goddesses, Nemesis, whose job was retribution for such events, decided to take action. So one day Narcissus was out hunting with his friends and he got separated from the rest of them. As is often the case in Greek mythology, there's a secondary story going on, which is, A young nymph named Echo had fallen madly in love with Narcissus and followed him everywhere, including on this hunting trip. But prior to that, she had been protecting Zeus, the king of the gods, from the prying eyes of his wife. And Zeus had a bit of a bit of a reputation of uh, playing away from home and having relationships with all sorts of people. And his wife, the queen of the gods, Hera, found out about this and she went to where the nymphs lived on the mountains and was trying to find Zeus up to his old tricks but Echo distracted her with lots of conversation. Eventually Hera realised something was up and that she was being manipulated by Echo's conversations and cursed her so that all she could ever do from now on was repeat the final words that somebody else had said. Meanwhile, back at the hunt with Narcissus, who's got separated from his friends, and Echo, who's gently stalking him from a distance, he calls out to his friends, saying, Is anybody there? Echo replies, of course, saying, Is anybody there? Because you can only repeat the last words that were said. The conversation went back and forth between the two of them, with Narcissus saying, Come here, and Echo saying, Of course, come here. Finally, they met in a clearing. And she threw herself at him, thinking finally he had recognised true love. But he was disgusted by her embrace. This further enraged Nemesis. Echo ran away, hurt and sad, and watched from a distance. Nemesis drew Narcissus to the water's edge of a pond, where he gazed in, and there he saw 
the most beautiful thing he had ever seen. His own reflection. Transfixed, he sat there, talking to it, trying to engage with it, but the reflection, of course, said nothing. Finally realising he could never have what he truly wanted, he, in the great tradition of Greek mythology, killed himself. Echo watched, saddened even further. She wasted away. Her body disappeared, leaving only the sound of her voice. So that's the story, the sad story of Narcissus. And this is where we get the idea of narcissistic personality. The idea of somebody who is only interested in themselves. But what happens to people who hang around people who are only interested in themselves? Well, they want something. Echo, in this case, really wanted something from Narcissus. But he wasn't available to give it to her. So she was bound to end up feeling sad and disappointed as though her needs weren't being met. She also just became an echo. She just became a repeat of whatever somebody else was going on. She had nothing to say for herself. If you hang around people who have some of these tendencies, so their focus is on themselves, they don't really think about anybody else. It's not really what they're interested in. If you wish for them to pay you attention, you will be waiting for a long time because that's not really what they do. When they're in this state, in this way of being, their focus isn't on anybody else. And asking and hoping for them to give you something, well, you're probably going to have to wait a long time. And yet, very often, people are drawn into these kind of relationships. Possibly they're there to try and rescue someone, to connect with someone, to get that thing that nobody else has achieved. Or sometimes we can be attracted by the fact that they seem quite sorted, they seem quite able to cope by themselves, they're not needy, they're not abusive, but we don't realise they're also not there. But actually, there is a time when we need to recognise that this relationship is a relationship of one person. They're relating to themselves and not really anybody else, and we're not going to get what we want until they change. Now, everybody has the possibility of change, of course, but the first thing you have to do if you want to change is you have to recognize there is something to change. And very often with this way of being, this narcissistic perspective, it doesn't feel like anything's wrong to them. It feels like the person they most relate to is themselves, and that's exactly how it should be. And if that continues to be the case, then there won't be any change. So if this applies to you at all, then you need to look at this and ask yourself, is this person that I want something from who's not giving it to me, my needs are not being met, are they aware enough and interested enough to change? Have they shown any signs of change in the past? Is it likely to happen in the future? Or is this one of the things that I need to let go of? Because what you don't want to do is be stuck in one of these unfulfilling relationships and end up being like Echo, disappearing, wasting away through lack of what Virginia Satir says is very, very important. The presence of kindness, the presence of contact, the presence of somebody valuing and giving you their attention. One of the most important things you can give another human being is your complete and undivided attention. 
And equally, one of the most damaging things is to be around someone who you have some agreement with that they will provide you with nurture, support, care, kindness, and yet they don't give it to you. In fact, it's usually worse than even being alone. So what do we do if we find ourselves in these situations? Well, it is time to take stock. It's time to recognize that maybe this is not going to give you what you want. And to think about, okay, well, how am I going to get what I need in my life? What are the solutions to this? Now, in a podcast, I can't really give you specific solutions. But if you ask yourself these questions, what do I need? Because very often with this narcissistic type person, you'll find somebody who's exactly the opposite. Someone who's very thoughtful, possibly overthoughtful, who cares too much, who's there supporting going the extra mile. Maybe it's time to turn some of that to yourself, not to the narcissistic perspective, but just to think about yourself. What are my needs? Maybe if I'm not getting them fulfilled in this relationship, then what do I need to do? Now, those are tough questions. They're big questions, but equally, you don't want to end up like Echo. Just nothing. Having disappeared through a lack of having anyone giving anything back to you. So I do hope if this applies to you or that you know someone who you can see this in, that they're in a relationship that's fundamentally sterile and not giving them what they need, that you can be of support to them in a new way. And that doesn't mean saying you need to do this or you need to do that, but just being able to understand, to be the second mouse. Remember we talked about the second mouse? Able to understand someone's position, see what's going on for them is so valuable and so important. If you can do that, then you can have a much more useful conversation with them about, okay, well, what do we do? How do we move this forwards? Because everybody does deserve to have a great life. And part of having great lives is having supportive, fulfilling, empowering relationships. So until next time, you take care now. If you like these podcast series, then I think you'd really love finding out more about how we can work together. Best things you can do, get hold of the other podcasts on iTunes or get some of my extraordinary books, which as I say, if you like these podcasts, they're very, very similar, life-changing, fascinating ways of looking at the world. And the ultimate thing you could do, hey, come and train with me. I'd love to meet you in person. Let us know. Drop us an email, phil at philparker.org or go to the website, philparker.org. Sign up for the newsletters. There you'll get instant access to some of my latest audio downloads. And those downloads contain the latest research, techniques and tools to change your life and improve your health. So just register to get those right now. And I look forward to hanging out with you in person in the very near future. You take care now. Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life.